Spirit Radio Podcasts. Figures from the National Office of Suicide Prevention have shown that the city of Limerick's suicide rate since 2010 have been the highest in Ireland and were double the national average from 2013 to 2015. A six, since 2016, a volunteer group called Limerick Suicide Watch have been involved with an initiative to monitor Limerick's River Shannon every night of the week. And to date, they've saved 180 lives. On the line now to tell us more about their work, we have Lucy O'Hara, the Public Relations Officer of Limerick Suicide Watch. Lucy, you're very welcome to the show. Hi Dominic, good morning and thanks very much for having us on the show this morning. Well, that's an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Well, t- tell us a little bit about how Limerick Suicide Watch uh, began. Okay, um, well, we formed back in 2016 um, and we had 27 volunteers at the time. Um, currently, we have 62 volunteers and we have eight on probation and we have quite a long waiting list as well. So what we do is we patrol um, the River Shannon, so the seven bridges around Limerick City, and we look out for people that are in distress or maybe feeling suicidal. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, and it's it's amazing work. I mean, uh, so how, how do you do these patrols? I mean, do, do people just sort of walk up and down, keep their eyes peeled, and uh, well, what, what, we, what do you train what, them to do? What we do is um, we meet at our base in the evening and we ensure that each of our volunteers is geared up. And we'd have a team of eight. So what we do is we divide off into two foot patrols and a bike patrol as well. So the foot patrol would walk about 10 kilometres and the bikes would do about 20 kilometres in the night. And we'd walk, um, say we start at the Dockers Monument and we walk up towards the Clayton Hotel, back down towards uh, Tolman Bridge. Um, The bikes would cover a lot more of, of an area they'd um, go down the canal banks as well and stuff, looking out for people. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm amazed by this stat of, of the numbers that uh, have been helped. So when, when you, let's say you come across someone, what, what does the team do when they meet someone who they think is in distress? Well, what, what we do is um, we'll approach, well, <laughs> for starting off, really, we say hello to absolutely everybody on patrol. Yeah. Um, anyone we meet, we're saying, hi, how are you? How are you doing? But if we see someone that might be just sitting on their own on the bench or close to the railing we've you know we'd observe that person and you might know by their demeanor how the you know what way they're acting mm. um and we'd go over and approach them and ask them how are you mm. simple as that just asking someone how are you um and if we get a response we, we take that kind of as a good sign sometimes we get no response at all mm. people just don't want to talk to us so what we might do is we might step back again and just wait a few more minutes and go over and then just they'll start to talk then but yeah. otherwise you could meet some people as well that may be very very distressed um, and we'll go over and um, we have training done that we'll ha- know how to approach them which is the assist which is applied suicide intervention skills mm, Right. and um, we'll just have a little chat with them um, they might not open up to us immediately they might be a bit erratic they might want us to go away from them altogether but we, we don't want to do that um, eventually they'll open up it, like we might spend five minutes with a person we work within two hours with a person or longer mm. Wow and uh, it, I mean do, do you say you, you might get good at noticing the signs I suppose of, of someone who's really uh, in you distress do. Yeah, yeah you do definitely you do notice the signs um, someone could be slumped over someone could be shouting and crying and um, be very very upset Um mm. Some people would tend to, if they see us coming, they might walk on a bit. 
but because we have our radios, we can radio another team and alert the other team. Yeah. Um, that this described person and tell them, and then they would be able to approach them. I see. So, and so, so there's there's coordination. So if you have yeah, someone you definitely. think is heading in a direction, you can tell someone down the down the yeah. way. Yeah, and there's great teamwork in amongst mm. the group. You know, we all have each other's backs, and we all are there for one another while on and off patrol as well. Yeah, and you were saying at the beginning that people can can volunteer uh, to do this. I mean, what what sorts of people are putting their hands up to be part of the team? There's there's a lot of people. Like we have a waiting list of sixty at the moment, um, but currently, like our volunteers are from all walks of life. Um, like we have architects, we have um, students. We have uh, business owners. Um, we have people working also in the services, so um, community workers. Yeah. Um, just all different people. Um, what we have in common is all of us have been touched through suicide, mm. and we've all wanted to make the difference. Yeah. And it's it touches so many people's lives, doesn't it? I mean, it's a it's a huge it's it's a huge imp- has such a huge impact. It is, yeah, definitely. Um, like. We, it's rewarding to us as well, knowing that we've got someone home safely to the family. Yeah, and I suppose that's the tragic thing about this is that um, is that someone's death really has such a massive knock-on effect, and you you guys can really see. Uh, you, <laughs> it must be so satisfying when you do get someone home. It is definitely. It, it really, really is. Um, like sometimes we might get. Um, we the sad side of it is we don't really find out exactly how someone is doing after it, but mm. we also on a rare occasion would get an email from a family member um, that has, that we've brought someone home to them and they've been very, very grateful to us. Or um, we could be on a patrol and we could be approached by someone on the bridge and they come over and they get saved to shake our hand and say thank you so much because we were the ones that removed them from the bridge. Oh golly, yeah. So, yeah. but I'm sure the impact that you don't see—it's—it's it's like one of those services. You know, whatever you do, if you do something right, no, nobody really—you uh, <laughs> don't—you don't necessarily get the credit that's spoken to you, do you? But, um, but I'm sure deep down, you know what an impact you're making. It's—it's it, just rewarding just knowing that they're in the car going home safe to their family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lucy O'Hara, we we can find out more at the website LimerickSuicideWatch.ie, can't we? Yeah, yeah, on on our website, and we also have a Facebook page. Yeah. Which is Limerick Suicide Watch. And um, we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter as well. Yeah. We also have a YouTube page set up as well. It's got a few videos on it about what we do. I see. Yeah. So we can yeah. find out more about you. Well, Lucy, yeah. I just want to salute you. What a wonderful, brilliant initiative, a great grassroots organization that you're, you're a part of. It's such, such an inspiration to all of us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you very, great. very much. No, no problem. Well, <laughs> great to chat to you this morning. And folks, if you want to find out more, it's limericksuicidewatch.ie. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.